Welcome to the Part of My Jerk podcast, everybody. It is me, Kyle. I'm here with Dunk. We're joining you today. Thank you for your patience in last week's break. What's up, Dunk? What's going on, man? Crazy week last week. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Super busy. Dad life, you know. Trying to get everything everything situated. Buy a new car, take care of a baby, work, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I can't relate. I'm extremely and painfully not busy. Anyway, <laughs> did you work out last week? No. No. Nope. I got a uh, I got a comp coming up September 11th, and uh, partner competition. So I've been putting in a lot more partner work in. So uh, we did one last week. I'm thinking like this would be great jerk work. So we did a male male female partners. 80, 60, 40, 20 okay. calories on the assault bike, ring dips, and then front squats, 95, 115, 135, 155. Fairly Jesus. innocuous sounding workout, right? Does not seem like that big of a deal. I don't know. God, that sounds terrible to me. You did 90 80, front 60, or 80 20. front squats? 80, 60, 40, 20 in partners. Oh, yeah. Assault bike, ring dips, and then front squats. The front squats get 20 pounds heavier each round. And Your legs, uh, man. Your legs have to be blowing up. Yeah. And so my, my wife is my partner. And uh, we get to those front squats. And I'm not a great squatter to begin with. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be doing about 45% more uh, time on the bike than you. You can go ahead and jump in on these front squats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sure that went over well. She had her own bar, right? She she did 65, 75, 85, 90, or 105 or whatever. Um, one of the most deceptively shitty partner workouts I think I've ever done. Oh, I'm sure, dude. I don't know why you thought that that was, like, not going to be that big of a deal. Uh, first of all, in ring, so ring dips, if I would probably name top three best movements for me, ring dips is probably top three, if not number one. Yeah. And my shoulders were hurting so bad for like three days after all those ring dips 200 ring dips in like <laughs> in a workout <laughs> i guess i didn't really think about that but uh that was a good one 80 60 40 20 assault by calories ring dips front squats ascending weight every time partition the reps as needed um it was one of those, so we have like the a b c d whatever on the board and uh it was one of those ones i we finished this one up and i'm like yeah, guys, I think we can wrap. Check, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're done for the day. Yeah, I think we can, we can pretty much call it off after that one. Those are always <laughs> the best ones. It's like, yep, no, that workout was probably a little too much. We're going <laughs> to wrap this up for the day. Oh, man. So it's interesting because I got the whoop. Um, the whoop. Yeah, I got the whoop. And it's been interesting, right? So one of the things like I would – I my – some of the advice I would give to anybody like just starting CrossFit would be hammer down mechanics, consistency, intensity first. Do that for like hammer down your mechanics first, consistently have good mechanics, then add in intensity and then add in all those three things consistently for a period of time before adding volume because most crossfitters i think start at they they fall in love with it or they love the sport side of it or they think they're going to go to a sanctional or win their local whatever so they start pushing volume 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 first and it's like dude you haven't even found what intensity is for yet and you want to start adding in all this extra stuff you know or multiple metcons or a full strength session and then a full metcon and all that whatever what I'm starting to find here with these whoop with my whoop though is kind of showing me like, I guess since I've been doing this for like 12 years, like I'm kind of getting to the point now. I think like I can't get any more crammed into one like 90 minute session anymore. So it doesn't matter what I do to myself. I'm opening up my whoop at the end of the night and it's like day strain was like 13, 14. Really? Yeah. It's it's the weirdest thing. And I'm like, I will hammer myself i think it's like i literally can't get any more in there so like my whoop was telling me like this was good but like you could get more fit if you push it a little more and then recover so like 
I wonder if like if like if it's just like that's what it like calculates over the 90 minute period. Like if you did the 90 minute period in the afternoon and one in the morning, would your day I mean obviously your day stream would be higher, but would it be like a marketable difference? Or, yeah, that's, uh, or yeah, my day stream would be significantly higher. But like I think the, the point being is like I think it's for you to like gain fitness, I think you need to have periods of somewhat overreaching in recovery. Overreach, recover, right? That's what periodization is. And I think the, the fact of the matter is like I'm doing just enough fitness in that 90 minutes of hard training I do to basically keep me at the same level of fitness. But is it so it's is it saying that you'd be better off doing two 45 minute sessions and breaking it up throughout the day because Maybe, because of rest? Possibly. Um, but I think I, I, I strongly hesitate to say this, but it almost seems like from the data I'm getting back, it's like I need a little bit more volume. Hmm. That's saying something for you because you do already do a lot of volume. Just like so train, you've just man. been that way. You've just been that way for, for years. That's what I'm saying. I think it's like now it's for me to continue to like add fit because I had this is the worst. This year's open was my worst performance in years. That's like the concern. Now there's like some health stuff that's happened with me that's affected it to a degree, but I'm not going to, I don't want to sit here and make excuses about it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, but yeah, this is the worst I performed in the open in years. This is also not a great big dude open. No, it was definitely not. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's like, it's definitely some, some interesting data to kind of, to kind of get. Whoop is also interesting too. And they really seem to favor like long aerobic endurance pieces like they love like yeah. the long slow duration stuff i got you um they just seem to put like a high priority on like aerobic type of fitness where it's like if i did a bunch of weightlifting the mm -hmm. day strain would not the needle on that would the not move a yeah lot. so I got you. interesting data i just i just crossed my 30 day threshold now so like now it's like it pretty much has gathered all the baseline for me so so be interesting next next few months looking at that Especially yeah. once you start to change change things up, like you've been doing like competition stuff, and once the open starts to roll back around, and you guys kind of change up the training for that, see see if it uh, what it reads. Yeah, I'm gonna because now that I'm kind of getting that feedback on it, um, I'm gonna really try to monkey around with it and sort of see what happens. So, uh, which is like sort of adding volume and, and kind of what happens. It's a, it's an interesting data point. Yeah. So <clears throat> today today um we are talking about if you could add or remove an exercise from crossfit the sport and crossfit the methodology what would you do uh impetus for this episode there was an episode of ben bergeron's podcast um they were doing like a listener question type of thing and someone asked the same question they kind of Gave, I, and I felt a somewhat generic response. Talked about it for like two or three minutes on the next one. And I heard that. I was like, oh, that's a really interesting sort of uh, prompt. Interesting sort of prompt. And um, I kind of wanted to expand upon it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot you could like talk about with this instead of just like a two to three minute response. You could really kind of deep dive in on like what other sports – you could bring into this into CrossFit to make it a better slash a better test slash more entertaining test. So, and I, there's a few, everybody has a few movements and they just, it's like, why is this here? You know? Yeah. And uh, I said off air, I was like, oh, man, I wish we would have done this a couple of weeks ago because this would have been a much easier podcast to do before the games this year, because honestly, I think and there's, there's so much stuff I could really talk about with, the more, the longer I've had to sort of digest the CrossFit games this year. And uh, I think this is one of Dave Castro's probably one, one of his all-time best games in terms of introducing new elements to the test. Um, he threw some stuff in here that I've honestly been kind of pounding the table on for like for years. The yeah. freestanding handstand push-ups, um, the paddling like in a boat, I thought was, I've been wanting to see that for a very long time. Yeah, I thought it was good. I uh, I thought the games was great, minus a few hiccups. But like, you're, you're probably always going to have that issue. So, yeah, and and it like, was never about... never really anything with a movement. It was just the way things were. So, 
So it's your point. You made this many times. Um, as far as adding anything to the sport goes, you sort of toe that line of like, we don't want to turn this into a survivor immunity challenge. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, do we want to throw like a zip line into the games? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, and, I mean, you uh, can like that. You can make it work and still not be so gimmicky that it's just like, what the hell? If, I mean, if you were, if they were worried about gimmickies, we've, I've discussed this at nauseum about this, the stupid safety Randy or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think that's Randy. What, rescue Randy. I think that's way more gimmicky than any zip line you could pick from. So. Really? You didn't like that? God, I hated it. Why? I hated it. It, it just, it, it looked like a gimmick. It looked like, oh, Get these fake like fake dummies from the local fire station or whatever, and we got the the firefighter games going on. And I know our boy Roby would be talking about, well, it's functional fitness, it's this and that. Like, nah, it just it didn't pass the eye test for me. So that's I'm glad you brought that point up because we brought this to Roby's attention a, a long while back, and he said um, he would take out handstand walking. I hope you didn't pick handstand walking, did you? Okay, good. I picked a variation of something on your hands. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, God damn it. Anyway, so so he said, I would take out handstand walking because I don't think it has real world application. And I'm like, and he's not here to defend himself, so I don't want to get too in it. But like I said, I, I disagree. And the reason I disagree is I don't think for something to be functional, it needs to have practical straight up hands-on real world application yeah right because if that were the case crossfit would just be odd object at odd object deadlifts farmers carries body weight squats and running Mm -hmm. and a lot of bicep curls if you ever you've worked you're a construction worker i mean like bicep curls a lot of bicep curls and farmers carries would be like the top two things Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna only talk about stuff that's non-contrived, that's really what it's gonna be, right? It's gonna it's gonna look like that. So, I think what we need to, when you think about like functional movement, right? Like the reason I am in favor of the handstand, the hand, or handstand walking, is handstand. We have ten general physical skills. I don't want to screw them up and try to think them off the top of my head, but I but, but like what the reason handstand walking belongs in there is we've all agreed these are the 10 general physical skills that you need to be uh, a formidable human being that's going to live long and kick ass into their 90s. And handstand walking, I'm just using this as an example, you can throw in ring muscle-ups, you can throw in whatever, is an intersection of a whole bunch of those skills at one time. And you can sit here and say, well, my mother-in-law is never going to need to walk on her hands. No, but what that is is, you can sit here and say the hands, the handstand hold is 100% of functional movement for her. And the handstand walk is just an advanced form of that skill, right? The hand, yeah. the, the handstand is an advanced or handstand walking is an advanced form of the handstand. The handstand is essentially an advanced form of the plank. So it's, that's why the, the fitness we've established in CrossFit is the most superior form of fitness because if you want to do Jillian Michaels programming or whatever, the only way I can progress you is to just make the weights heavier. Right. Yeah. So that was my little, that was my tangent. You don't have to comment. Just say you're 100% (laughs) right and we'll move on. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. Right. Like my, my point being is a lot of stuff doesn't look functional, but, it's because it's higher skill, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the beautiful thing about CrossFit is we have all these different variables we can play with to advance you as an athlete beyond just making the weight heavier. My thing is the more ways you're able to just use your body, the, the more things you're going to be able to do in weird situations in life. You know, 100%. I mean, you, you may never have to walk in your hands, but being able to do that means you you can just do things that like it will so so sorry you broke up on me there so you said you may never be able to walk on your hands but the the skill of learning that is gonna be transferable 
Yeah, like I'm just saying, like you may never need to walk on your hands or you may never do anything that involves walking on your hands, but like just understanding your body enough to be able to do that and your body being able to do that is going to help you in some way, shape or form in a real life format. Right. And I think you can apply this to you can apply this to ring muscle ups. You can apply this to handstand walking. You can apply it to pistol squats, box jumps, snatching, cleans, whatever. And that the definition of athleticism is the ability to learn new skills quickly. Right. The, a good athlete is a person. If you give them a golf club or you give them a, a football helmet, they're going to pick up those skills quickly. Right. So if now as an adult, when like your myelin sheets are, are denser and you're not you don't have the same level of neuroplasticity, you don't you basically don't learn skills as quickly as you did when you were eight years old. So now we're teaching you these new skills and it's going to have transferability to a you being able to do the stuff that you love right? Playing, playing basketball on the weekends, playing with your kids in the backyard and B keeping you healthier. Right. You know, you don't want to be the guy that the first time you try ice skating, you, you, you know, tear a ligament in your ankle. Right. Right. So tangent over, um, add or remove. What do you want to do first? Uh, let's go with remove. Okay. If you were to remove one movement from CrossFit, the methodology, what we do every day in the affiliates, what would you take away? Pistol squats. I knew you were going to say that shit. Pistol squats. <laughs> I just don't, like, I think that there's other things, like, squat with both your legs. Like, like I just think that the risk, the risk reward for a pistol squat is not, not um, worth it, in my opinion. Like, it's too hard on your knees. It's hard on your ankles. It's just, like, it's hard on my hips. I mean, that's a me problem, but um, there's it, it's too hard to be good at a pistol squat to just – and I just don't think you get – you don't get enough out of them, you know? The one thing I will say, I guess there's other, which other ways around it. The thing that makes this pistol squat different than a lunge or a step – I've heard, like, Josh Bridges say, like, he's – and your agrees with you. Josh yeah. Bridges agrees with you. And he said – you can do the same thing, but with different exercises. Like instead of doing pistol squats, do step ups. They're not the same thing. Because the reason we do the pistol squat is it's a movement archetype that is going to build mobility. To your point, like the, the reason, the thing that makes a pistol squat special is it's the, it's one of the ultimate expressions of a squat and it's unilateral, which has a tremendous amount of importance by itself too. Like you're working your legs individually. Now, to your point, like a, like a step up and a lunge are not the same thing as a pistol. No. But uh, like to your point, you could overhead squat. You could do lateral lunges, right? Like those um, and lateral lunges, I, they're going to be part of my conversation. What should be added to CrossFit? But I see what I you're saying. That, I see what um, you're saying in this. Go ahead. No, you you got it. Um, In a sense that like if you're in like sort of that competitive environment of a class and you're like, I'm trying to beat the pants off of everybody. Mm -hmm. You're going to just go as fast as you can. They're going to get ugly. You're not going to skip. Like it's like one of those movements. It's like kipping pull-ups, right? As soon as I can do it, I'm full steam ahead. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And that's where I think people run into trouble and they, they could have some, they, they do have issues with the knees and hips sometimes. So go ahead. I just don't, I don't understand why, why you throw a movement in there for like, it's always going to be for higher reps, whatever. If it's for like if the main reason to do it is for mobility, like make it put it in the warm up, put it somewhere where like you can just kind of park yourself in the bottom of it and like just just sit there and work on your mobility. But don't don't have it be something where I need to get through thirty reps of it as fast as I can. Yeah, well we do yeah, that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I sit in the pistol squat as part of my warm up all the time. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm just saying like it doesn't need to, like the actual like using it as a stretch, sure, but using it as something that that we you got to get through quickly is know, a recipe for disaster in my opinion it's interesting because how many people be, do you see it do it correctly is that's that's the real problem right you know? there's not the very many people is, that do is like you could it's interesting like with certain exercises with the establishment of crossfit they sort of latched onto 
when there's other variations of a single leg squat that you can also do, right? Like I think a lot of the issues we see with the injury issues that we do see with CrossFit, I think a lot of times just comes down to overuse stuff. Whereas like you can do lateral lunges, like where you're working unilaterally, you're still building mobility, right? It's just now you're and you're now you're moving laterally instead of uh, in that same sagittal plane all the time. You can also you can do something like a shrimp squat too. That Mar the Marcus Philly loves those. You hold your back leg and then sit back into basically a reverse lunge. So I see what you're saying. I I, I like I like keeping them around, but I I see your point being up that if you're a person like me with like I hate pistol squats. <laughs> they are immensely yeah, painful for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? No. Uh, well, I mean, I've got, I've got one. I think my other ones for the competition. So, gotcha. If I could, if I, and I don't even necessarily hate. Okay, one of these exercises I'm not a fan of. If I could remove one. I would probably take away the med ball clean. And I'm not, I'm not talking about a D ball clean. I'm talking about the med ball clean. Um, okay. And I'll work this in conjunction. I work these two together. I'm not crazy about the sumo deadlift high pool. And I'm not crazy about the progression. So I took, you know, I have my L1 and L2. I'm not crazy about the progression of deadlift, sumo deadlift high pool, med ball squat clean. Um, I just don't believe the med ball clean is a really effective way to teach people, uh, how to squat clean a barbell. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they're definitely good at tiring you out, but so is a lot of stuff. And then the sumo deadlift high pool sort of working in conjunction with that med ball clean. I know we just went on a huge tirade about it, but I'm like, what's the practical carryover of the sumo deadlift high pool? Sumo, sumo deadlift high pulls essentially, in my opinion, are just like, it's like, oh, it's like, I mean, your shoulders burn when you do it. And it's just a, it's just a shoulder burner. It's nothing, it doesn't translate to anything. And typically, you're typically not doing it for strength. You're doing it for high reps. So, and right. the med ball clean is just like, I, the med ball clean belongs, I, and I've seen it more in the, like the last year where it's like actually in workouts. And med, that belongs like in like the beginner's class where they're teaching you how to move a little bit and then left there, in my opinion. Right. And now we're going to see in the open next year because <laughs> yeah, we right. said the same thing about wall walks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at least wall walks, like I know like you could sit there and do 150 med ball clean to be torched afterwards, but it's not difficult to do a med ball clean. Right. But there is some difficult difficulty in doing a, uh, a wall walk. So I don't know. Wall ball cleans belong in the beginner class to teach you and sumo deadlift high, deadlift high pulls. It's basically an upright row that you see at the gym. Like Right. That's the thing. Like I, um, and I, as we're on, we're on the conversation of kind of putting your stuff and a sumo deadlift high pull is not an explicitly dangerous movement. Okay. I'm not saying it's dangerous. However, it seems like almost every time I program sumo deadlift high pulls, somebody the next day is like, yeah, my back's fucked up. Because we just go fast and like mm -hmm. people round their backs and they pull too early and like it just always seems to happen. Yeah. Just I, I never got it because I never had like the issue with like the real issue with the rounding of the back because I don't think it's that difficult. But I, I, I don't know. That's back goes back to that. Just you got to move well and things don't hurt as bad. <laughs> yeah. No, a hundred percent. But it's just it's just life. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just how stuff yeah, yeah. goes sometimes. All right, but that's that's pretty much all I could really think of. Um, from I mean, go ahead. I, I I could say I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want to say it, but I'm not a huge fan of the devil press. Yes, that's actually I, that's a, kind of for the same reason I'm kind of with the sumo. Devil press is a really really good exercise for making you tired. Yeah, and then and then what happens is it's already a difficult position to put yourself into. And the mm -hmm. more tired you get, the sloppier it gets. Yeah, like it, it, it never fails. It's like, it's all right. We're going to do 30 of these. But like by the time you're the last 10, it's just like you're doing everything you can just to throw the weight above your head, no matter what it looks like. Right. So it's just like there's always that chance that like something's just going to pop. Something's just going to just get ruined on you. Your back's going to be sore for three straight days, that, that kind of stuff. When it's just like 
it's not even sore for like a good reason. It's just sore because you're in a shitty position for uh, a long period of time. Yeah. The, um, any, when I had my affiliate, anytime I program devils, because they are, they're a great way to get people tired, man. They're like mm-hmm. the assault bike of dumbbells. And anytime I'm like, listen, do not rush these. Take your time, catch yourself. We always practice them before the Metcon. So people learn like, cause yeah, you're overreaching and like, yeah, I can get real, but, um, just in the, just the other talking on the other side of my mouth. I don't think I, I've ever seen devil presses programmed on.com. Oh, I, I think that's a community exercise that a lot of people just adopted. I'm pretty sure that's not an original CrossFit methodology movement. Well, good for them if, if that's the case, but. I always think uh, devil presses would have been better off if it, like, I know, like, the typical dumbbell, like, weights are 50 and 35. But devil presses, I think, would have been better off if it was, like, 35, 20. Yeah, I think we to normally where, do them, like, 40, 25. Yeah, kind of like our, the, the, weight is, the weight is less of an issue, and it's just, all right, you're moving in this in this way. Yeah, to basically weighted burpees. Yeah. Um, so. The one thing you, you also brought, just as long as we're t- – talking about the the injury thing just thinking some every time i've ever i've actually this is the one thing i've 100 said i will not program this anymore i'm done with them uh it's not a movement it's bring sally up oh the love of god <laughs> i've only done bring sally up one time and that was one time too many <laughs> so for any, anybody that's unindoctrinated if you're not og because i don't think anyone does this anymore so this is from back in the day Basically, what happens is you it's supposed to be done with back squats. So we'll just for the sake of this, we'll say back squats. Um, you put on the song Flowers by Moby. And what you do is the song, if you're familiar with it, says bring Sally up, bring Sally down many, many times. And then the way it goes is in, during the song, you have the bar back racked on your shoulders every time the, the overlay of the song, whatever the word is for it. Every time they say bring Sally down, you go to the bottom of the squat. They bring Sally up, you stand up, and you just go with the song. And it ends up being something like 30-some back squats at, at 135, as I think it was supposed to be normally, 95 for women. And every time I've ever programmed that, someone has gotten – someone has gotten – hurt, hurt. Not the hospital or surgery, but like I'm out for a week kind of. Not hurt. like – Right. I, the only time I've ever done bring Sally up was with push-ups. I'm glad I've never done it with back squats. Yeah, I've done it with back squats a few so. times. And even I've got a great back. And every time I do, I wake up and I'm like, my low back's not feeling the best. And I'm done. I'm a, like, I won't do that anymore. It's like a four and a half minute song and you got the bar on your back the whole time. <laughs> like just holding a bar on your back is not going to be great. Like your back's going to blow up. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Um, if you could remove one thing from the sport side of CrossFit, the sport, what would you take out? Uh, one that they added this year, the wall walk. <laughs> Look, the, I, I don't think that the wall walk is a bad thing to do, like, in general. I just don't think it's a good thing to do in sport because I, I don't think, no matter how hard, like, most people train it, I don't think that, like, uh, the bigger athletes – the not even the bigger athletes, but like stronger people. The difference between gymnasts and everybody else is we'll train it no matter how hard some people work it, they're never going to be able to compete with some of the people that are just it's it's just a better movement for them. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, I don't, like I, just, a, don't, I, don't like, I don't have a problem with them. I don't have much of a rebuttal on it. You know, you're obviously entitled to your opinion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just but, I, I'm I'm indifferent about them. I just don't think like, like I think they could do it the next five years. Mal O'Brien and Carrie Pierce are going to win it every time. Fair enough. It's just like it's just not going to change. To so, your point, I don't and love I just, it for the sport because I just don't believe it's a super relatable exercise. To honestly, even a lot of people that do CrossFit, they've there's there's probably a million people out there that do CrossFit that have never done a wall walk in their life. Forget yeah. the average person tr- sitting at home watching the CrossFit games. Yeah. It's just not a thing. It's, it, it doesn't have the wow factor, I would say, like as, as a spectator. It's 
way they did this year. It's just one, one more time. One of the ones you broke that up on of. me there. Say it one more time. Um, another one. I, I just that was just one of the workouts that I'd get rid of. It's just it doesn't it doesn't do anything. The way they did it this year wasn't good. It was just too many. Mm-hmm. So um, that's it's one of the ones that I'd kick to the curb. Okay. Another one is a just for the sport of CrossFit, not not the methodology, just a normal box jump. I'm not a mm. fan. I'm not a fan of the and there's other movements that come like fall into this, and I'm just kind of drawing blanks on it. But like though like the movements where the judge has like, like they can look at you pretty much every time and be like, well, you didn't, you didn't stand all the way up, no rep or the person that three, three boxes down. It's like, well, you got, you were, you were pretty close. So you're good. It's just such a subjective movement. I think I, in my opinion, that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. So like, so like the like, box jump, like they're not that burpee. critical. And I know we, like they're not a super critical movement to keep the games valid. Right. And the, the judging on it is so subjective. It's just not worth there's it. Always, there's always something, someone's always going to have an issue with how they were, they were judged. It's just, there's nothing wrong with the movement itself. And I like doing like, I like like box jumpers. Like those are good. Those that's an entertaining movement. It's difficult. Like it's a fast movement, but like it's just, you have to get over the box and back over. It's like, that's it. There's no, no judge telling you you needed to stand up straighter or, or any of that. Right. So really, I, I've just, like I've just got an issue with a few of like the subjective movements that like the judges control way too much of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you got me thinking because there's got to be a bunch of movements like that. Like the first thing that jumps to my mind is ring dips and push-ups. And ring like dips. Castro has said, he goes, "You won't see push-ups in the open because they're just a nightmare to judge." Yeah. Well, that like a normal burpee, like what, what is the, what is the standard for like, is it, you just have to stand up straight. You got to jump. Do you have to stand up straight and jump or is it just a jump? Right. You that's know? We don't really see normal burpees. I, I, I can't cover. remember the last time we ever did, but it, and that might be the reason. That's why I, I almost never in like a four time workout or like an AMRAP, I almost never program just regular burpees yeah. uh, for that. Basically that exact, I'm like, I want there to be some kind of standard, to be held, you have to jump over a bar, jump to a pull-up bar, jump onto a box, something to hold people to a standard. Because, you know, if you're doing like a just a normal AMRAP or something like that, everybody's interpretation of the word burpee is going to be completely different. Well, everybody's going to be like, well, I've got to get my feet off the ground and touch my hand above my head. But that doesn't mean I have to stand up straight. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so for me, um, I had two. Um, one, I just think there's certain movements – that once you're getting to testing the fittest, most elite fitness athletes on the planet Earth, I just don't need to see them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're past that. Um, and I think burpees are one of them, or at least just normal burpees. Um, wall balls are kind of up there for me as well. Um, and then, but the one I wrote down that I'm probably the most bullish on is double unders. Um, you've, been on the, you've been on this one for a while. Yeah, just double unders with a speed rope to me. At Once you get to their level, Unless the, the workout literally is a thousand of them, who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know no, I mean? These guys are going to – it doesn't matter how many you give them. They're going to rip through it unbroken, no problem, unless you're uh, the Canadian hockey player chick. What's her name? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> uh, she's the only one that like, she just can't do double unders. Um, yeah. Well, how many so, – I, I, I know you – I hear what you're saying. Like, how many interviews do you talk to? Like, you hear the people, they talk afterwards. It's like, yeah – Workout was tough. Double unders were where I got my rest, though. It's right. Like, these guys are just these people are just using it for rest at this point. Right. So, so I'm just kind of over that. Like, all right, the weighted ones are fun. I guess throw those in. Except for this year, they had to do what 15? Who gives a shit? What the fuck is 15 double unders? <laughs> I don't give yeah. a shit if that's a like a chain you're using. That was nothing yeah. to them. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was um, that was bizarre. I know that they wanted to go quick, but it was just like, really? Yeah, that was a minor annoyance at best. Um, the other one, and I've I've been bullish on this in the past as well too. Partner deadlifts belong nowhere, ever, anywhere. Under no ever. circumstance should anybody be partner deadlifting unless it's for a gender reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. But yes, partner deadlifts <laughs> are like the worst thing in this entire world. Yeah, like. 
Okay, let's take two people of different size, or even better, of different gender, and have them share a bar together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That woman's using a men's bar. Yeah, yeah, That guy is way taller than that girl. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. And you know what? Let's Since it's two people, let's pile 700 pounds on that bar. Yeah. I mean, dude, we saw it this year. Like, because you're without fail, you always had the miscommunication. The girl thought the guy was done. She lets go of the bar before he does. And now he's stuck, hold, like, all of a sudden goes from holding 400 pounds to holding 700 pounds. It's never going to end well. Oh, my God. It's never like, going to end well. They're two totally different sizes. They're two, like, they're, they're, the range of motion for touching the ground is completely different. At the top, the bar is totally unlevel. I'm like, what? why are we doing this? There has to be a better way to do this. Yeah. Uh, there, there, a better way just no like don't do it <laughs> right that there has to be there has to be some better way that we can have people pick up implements together but just not put them on the same barbell at the same time and then they fucking double down on it and they put four athletes on the same bar so like if there's a miscommunication someone could be stuck holding the holding a thousand plus pounds <laughs> yes yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's not good I, i'm i'm 1000 with you on this one yeah, when they get to the bottom, like one guy wants to keep going, but the other three people let go and they just drink <laughs> on a thousand plus pound bar. Just rip them <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. No one's ever going to get hurt doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was pretty much my ones to remove. Um, did you have any other ones? No. Nope. Just had those two. So we talked about this a little bit before. This one was difficult for me because. I don't so much have an issue with anything in, in the sport. I just think certain things are overrepresented. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. So we talked it to death, how we feel about one rep maxing the games. We, we don't need to go back down that road again. Um, I think just the barbell as a whole is overrepresented. And um, I, I agree with you, but like you got to put your foot on something. Like something's got to be like, you got to lay your flag somewhere and, it just happens CrossFit with the barbell. I hear you. I'm saying like there could be workout. I did this last week in a workout. Like, yeah, we've been doing a lot of barbell stuff. We're just going to get rid of the barbell and make this workout with dumbbells. Yeah, you know, okay. it's like, and guess what? Me taking out the 155 pound barbell and putting 70 pound dumbbells in my hands made it so much harder. So much harder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the workout was, and I can imagine that it was so much harder. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I might have sent it to you. I, if not, I'll send it to you when we're off air because it was a barn burner. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm kind of like on, on that. And uh, oh, what was I going to – oh, and the one, I don't think it doesn't – it's not that I think it doesn't belong in the sport. I think we need, just need to cut the amount of times we see it by about 90%. And that's synchro stuff. Yeah, but it's just it's such a difficult thing because it's like we got we have to put on a full team competition, and we're talking we got to get like we got to make this a team thing somehow. And it, yeah, I mean pushing things like doing workouts together, like pushing a sled together that that's all great, but you can't do that for every every workout, you know? Right. I, I agree. I do not like synchro anything. I I, I don't like it. It sucks. So, but I just don't know how you put on a good team competition where you don't have that be a major part it, of it. It's not that I have a tremendous, I, I think it's just a tool that you can pull out once or twice per competition and that'd have been fine. But like if the work, if the workout has, you know, uh, you know, 30 toes to bar in it, instead of just say both athletes have to complete 30 toes to bar. And just move like we don't need that. First of all, you want to talk about subjective judging standards? Holy shit! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. <laughs> and second, hell I just yeah. don't like the whole thing where it's like, yeah, this guy's gonna blaze through those toes of bar unbroken, no problem. Meanwhile, this guy is struggling his ass off to get through it, and this dude's just standing there watching. Also, it makes or whatever. Like, instead of just doing third, like all right, both you guys had to do thirty, just be on the bar at the same time. It makes the workout so much harder if like you've got one guy that's good one guy that's bad and the good the guy that's good has to work at this guy's pace and that just makes makes it much more difficult right so yeah i'm just I, I think it's it's fine i think it has to be used correctly um and i just i just we just see too much of it and it's like something dumb to like program like if you want to work on team stuff i don't I hate programming synchro stuff because inevitably 
someone's going to have a shitty workout. Someone's going to have an awful one. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, or like a, a very difficult one and someone's going to have a very easy one. It's a better way to say that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Nothing negative. Uh, I guess probably going to be more negative, but let's go from removing to adding. So, Dunk, if you could, I'm stalling for time because you're breaking up okay. on the internet right now. So, if you could add one movement to the CrossFit methodology, what would you add? I had a tough one with this one because it's like, what isn't already there, you know? Oh, I think a lot is missing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a tough one. I, I just – I was thinking that you could add, like, um, back extensions. Thing. I, I know we already do this, so I just, but the things that we just don't probably do enough. Oh, yeah, L sits. Yeah, like things, yeah. things of that nature. So uh, it was more – my answer is more of like just more accessory work. So like like back extensions, L sits, uh, like sitting in the bottom of a ring. So like you know, so you said sitting in the bottom of a ring dip. Yeah, just like just like things like that, like things that prepare your body for higher volume of these types of movements. Well, that is shit. Yeah, I mean that's missing from I would say probably ninety percent of CrossFit gyms out there. Like, yeah, we're just going to program ring dips. Well, <laughs> that's fine, but you need to program. Not every athlete can just rip through ring dips. You need to get people spending time in the up the upright support position, the bottom, yeah. you know, the bottom of the ring dip, holding that position. We need to work on the eccentrics. Like, you want to like spend like most. I would say at most CrossFit gyms, the overwhelming majority of athletes do not touch high rings. I would say probably yeah. I would say 99% of CrossFit gyms have never even seen a high ring. Like just like your average CrossFitter and the whole point of CrossFit is like the needs of the Olympic athlete and the needs of your grandmother vary by degree, not kind. Not everyone needs to do a ring muscle up, but everyone damn well should be spending time on the rings in some capacity, be it total ring, yeah. hang, whatever, right? Ring pull-ups, whatever you need to be. So I, I do agree with you in the sense that we're, I think what you're really getting as we're missing a lot of just the, the progressions and the little things to sort of round out our fitness as far as like, and we talked about this on a previous podcast. I think the overwhelming majority of CrossFit coaches don't know how to fill an hour. I also, I, I, I yes, we've talked about this before. I'm also kind of getting closer to the mindset of an hour is just not long enough. Yeah. It's yes. And no, like, my, my point being is if I were to program, if I were going to program a 10 minute AMRA or program Fran, right? 21, 15, mm-hmm. nine thrusters and pull-ups. Most CrossFit coaches don't know how to take that workout and turn it into a one hour class. No, you're right. And it doesn't yeah. have to be right. We don't need 45 minutes of warm up for Fran. Right? No, like I'm you don't not. need that. Like it's okay for you to program Fran. And then when it's over program 10 minutes of, of rope climbs and GHG hip extensions. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You don't need to fill the entire class with a, with an eight minute workout, but like understanding, like what, like you said, understanding work. Okay. This workout where a lot of athletes are going to be doing butterfly pull-ups. We're going to have, we're going to spend 10, 15 minutes of people on bars working on how to do work on butterfly pull-ups or kipping pull-ups or whatever. Yeah. You got to do the stuff to make, make yourself feel comfortable when you actually get to the point where you're going to be doing that movement for a lot of reps and while tired. Like here's one we do things. And I know I love tuning my own horn about my own programming, but like, (laughs) like a thing that we love to doing that we love doing in our warmups are variations of bar hangs. Yeah. Like literally the most basic form of fitness you can possibly think of that people are not doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the, we wonder why, uh, and people say, oh, kipping pull-ups are bad for your shoulder. They're bad for your shoulder if your shoulder isn't capable of holding your own fucking body weight on a pull-up bar. Yeah, like, if you don't warm up, like, you're not ready to be up on that bar. Like, a lot of things can go wrong if you're just not strong enough to to handle it. It's just, I mean, you're, you're like, even if you're a smaller person, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders. Right. Just, so... You got to take advantage so, of all the things that like you can do to, to strengthen your body for that. Right. And it's like, not everyone needs to do, needs to be able to do the ring muscle up, but the, like 
those rings have a unique ability to build strength and stability, strength, stability, and skills in an average athlete, even if they never get that ring muscle up. So, mm -hmm. and that's just the well, rings are just a great example. You can do, you can say that about anything, right? Like we program, you know, uh, you know, eight, eight sets of one snatch and the warm up is going to be here's and yeah we do the pvc type stuff and like the fucking version or warm up stuff but like are we spending time doing the skills and drills necessary to make the corrections and progressions on a movement like the snatch or the clean too so um for me uh me personally uh i would add a myriad of things and i'm for the most part, literally basing this off of the Greg Glassman sort of uh, original literature of what he was saying. Uh, first and foremost, I think a big thing missing from a lot of CrossFit programming is, I hate this word, but like, quote, primal movements. Like, uh, I think we just need to find, and it's difficult to scale to a class, but like climbing, like crawling, like that kind of stuff. Like, we climb ropes, we do muscle ups, but I'm talking like climbing over walls, climbing over boxes, climbing rope ladder, whatever it might be, uh, climbing, scaling, crawling, going over stuff, going under stuff, uh, and even throwing stuff like bear crawls and stuff like that into your warm up. I think is something that we could, uh, that'd be, I think would uh, be a good fit as far as functionality goes. Did I lose you? Okay. Whenever you're back, That's please interrupt me. And... Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, What's up? I said, so basically you just want people to be able to move in different ways and um, be competent at it. You get, like crawling, jumping, working around obstacles, things of that nature. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like I think, it's, I yeah. think, yeah, you're kind of in and out on me. Um, one of the things that would really, I think be beneficial to a lot of like, what have you walked, how, what have you walked into a CrossFit gym and saw a rock climbing wall? I mean, yeah, I would, I would love that. But it's just like, it's just such a, nobody uses it in space. And maybe that's the problem. It's just not been introduced. That right. is a that is a gimmicky, not a, a specialty type of type of uh, thing. Like the original lab in, in Santa Clara, like if you look at the, the old Greg Glassman, like they had that big cargo net on the ceiling they could drop down. Strictly for insurance purposes, it'd be a lot of fun to have, but probably not. But like, just, I'd probably stay away from that. But something like monkey bars, I think would be awesome. Um, yeah. And I it, totally functional. I think a hundred percent has a place in CrossFit. Um. Moving on. Uh, again, this is straight from one fitness in 100 words or less. Throwing. Like, and I, I'm not talking about throwing a football or a baseball, um, but like throwing uh, medicine balls, right? Like, so apparently the guy from, uh, what's, the, what's the company that makes the med balls? Dynamax? Oh, uh, I have no idea. Man, yeah, the old, med balls. the old school med balls. Most people were using like rogue ones or whatever now, but like the original one, it was like all about those Dynamax med balls. Apparently the owner of Dynamax fucking hates Greg Glassman. <laughs> really? From what I heard, yeah. So for one thing, I think it has something to do with his margins because like as soon as CrossFit came around, everybody's buying 14 and 20 pound med balls. Gotcha. And like people stopped buying the lightweight med balls. And I think the I fucked with his like profit margins. But hmm. That was just a rumor I heard. But the other thing I heard is like basically CrossFit ruined med ball training. So basically every CrossFitter uses a med ball for wall balls and the occasional med ball clean. But mostly for else. mobility work is what we use med balls for. So uh, <laughs> pretty much what CrossFit has done is it's kind of bastardized med ball training. And like, unless maybe you're an NFL defensive tackle, like you really shouldn't be using a 20 pound med ball for almost anything. Like, really? yeah. So 
Yeah, so med ball training should be done with a light med ball that you're throwing for absolute max speed, not conditioning where you're squatting and throwing it to a target and just like and doing that repetitively over and over. Not that that doesn't have a place, not that that doesn't do anything, but med ball work is supposed to be done for speed and explosiveness. And uh, we do very little of that. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't even tell you the last time I did something like that. And, and if, it, if it was, it was like a warm up where you're doing like the like the med ball twists, throwing it off a wall. Yeah, and that's you know not too. You know what I mean? Not, yeah, I mean it's fine, but uh, I would say like we need like just like a little bit more just general throwing, and you could be throwing throwing sandbags, throwing kettlebells, throwing kegs, throwing all that stuff. Uh, I'd like to see a lot more of. In terms yeah. of, like I said, the the true practicality fitness type of thing. Like when, if you look at a hundred words, fitness in 100 words or less, like when we talk about weightlifting, uh, you know, moving external loads, uh, it's not just about handing someone a barbell or a dumbbell or a kettlebell. Like, it's also he i think he includes it in 100 words or less it's like you need to be throwing as well um and then as far as like other movements like stuff we don't see represented like just carries um you could probably weigh in on this too uh i think an underrepresented yeah, thing yeah. that we go ahead i think no no I, i'm no. Yeah, just just different forms of carries, and it's like I think a lot of times when we think carries, we're really just thinking farmers carries, just dumbbells and kettlebells at our sides, and there's all kinds of different external loading you can do and just move for distance. Yeah, I think those those. Ah, you're in and out on me. Um, like the same in the affiliate. I don't think I don't think we're we're quite there with every with all of that. It's just farmers carries, and that's kind of it. Right. It's not even it's not even for like distance or for anything like that. It's just you walk it to the other side of the gym and then move on to the next movement in the workout. Right, and like that's fine too. Farmers carries are great. I do we do them all the time, but like you know, front rack carries with a barbell or kettlebells, like. Uh, overhead carries, mixed carries, sandbag carries, bear hug carries, shoulder carries, like all that stuff. And it's awesome for keep building strength and keeping you healthy, like building up your core from your hips to your shoulders. Um, like, yeah. Almost unmatched in its ability to do that. Yeah, I agree. I really like carries. Uh, I wish, I wish they were done more. Yeah. Um, so, and the last thing I want to touch on, and we kind of got into it a little bit, is just like multi-plane stuff. So pretty much like you've heard it said a million times, everything in CrossFit for the most part, it's done in a phone booth, it's deadlifts, it's pull-ups, it's squats, it's presses, everything's up and down. Um, more lateral stuff, more rotational stuff. Like, like I said, lateral lunges, la um, rotational throws. Um, one thing we're really missing obviously is a lot of horizontal plane stuff, benching rows. And then a uh, big one that we don't see a lot of is a lot of pulls to the chin like the upright row sort of the, you know, the sumo high pull, like introducing that type of movement into CrossFit. Um, very, very beneficial building muscle, keeping your shoulders healthy. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, I'm with you. I know kind of contradicted yourself upright rows. Don't want to see sumo deadlift high pulls. <laughs> Yeah, but you could throw in like if you're talking like a Metcon, right? You can we can throw in like high pulls. Just just take out the sumo deadlift portion, right? Just yeah, take yeah. a barbell and just use your hips and pull to the chin, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of times we think like, oh, snatching is like enough, and maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it's an. I don't think it's enough, and I. They're just there's more ways to do it. So why just we'll keep it to one thing. Right. The whole point is supposed to be, I can throw you're you're doing as many things. You're exposing yourself to as many different stimuli as possible. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, that's why we're missing like a lot of the lateral work, like, you know, moving side to side, 
and there's stuff that comes out like loading your tissues in that way, like loading your knees, loading your ankles, moving in that lateral plane um, is also good for keeping them healthy, right? Like the whole thing is like, everybody wants to be an athlete on the weekend, but they train like a bodybuilder during the week. And it's like, well, you should be training like an athlete during the week so you can be an athlete on the weekend, right? Right. Train, yeah. train how you're, you're, what you want to be where you want to be. Right. <clears throat> so that was a lot of me talking because you were in and out a lot. So, uh, <laughs> um, but while I still got you, if you could add something to the sport, what would you add? Go. Literally anything strongman. I, yeah. I love all of the strongman stuff. Like, I want to see Atlas stones. I want to see carpools like, and this goes back to like the gimmicky stuff, but like, I don't know. I just think that 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 stuff is cool and it's, it's a good test and it's, it's a good watch. Like it's an entertaining watch. Like, like the way that they've been doing the games now where they're cutting down to a certain number of people, like you could introduce these things where you don't have to, you don't have to have 40 cars on like the, the field. So everybody can do their car like deadlifts. It's like, we can start to get more creative. You use some of this stuff that like, and bring more, it'll bring more people in. If they, if we're starting to use some lead pools, uh, sandbag over the bar at like 15 feet in the air. That'd be cool. Yeah. Hell stuff yeah, like that. Cool. Yeah. And like the cool thing I like, I love the idea of doing the sandbag throws like over the, uh, the, uh, high jump or whatever. Um, I love, love, love that idea. And like the cool thing I would really like to see though um, is strongman work in a strongman environment. So we've seen the yoke carries, we've seen sandbag cleans, all that stuff. But, and like the heavy farmers carries, like we've seen all that, but like, let's see that in like an actual strongman type of event, not in a CrossFit Metcon. So like it's just the farmer's carry where it's like here's 600 pounds. I, I know the Arnold does the all right. Take this to the top of the platform. Takes 12, 15 for like some people, but like it's just a quick. They have to do. Yeah, or like like we've said it before, um, and like a true Atlas Stone event or a true you know, um, uh, ascending deadlift. Like they do the thing where they attach a frame to a, like a wheelbarrow sort of setup almost. And you do a rep of a deadlift, they drop a keg in. Do a rep of a deadlift, they drop a keg in. So it just keeps getting heavier and heavier with each rep. Something like that yeah. or like a true, like, um, saw this on World's Strongest Man a couple weeks ago. Like take a, a log, it, the log weighs 250 pounds whatever 235 pounds mm -hmm. and you need to get as many reps unbroken as possible before putting the bar down right yeah yeah stuff like that it's like it, that's easy to program it's super quick it's just like all right we we got one two three workouts for the weekend that are strongman and they take a total of like two minutes per heat right it's exactly like, good test another way to test strength and it's entertaining as hell right exactly a true, another true test of strength yeah um do you have anything else nope that was it i just had a broad broad topic <laughs> so i said the same thing i said straw man basically odd object to the same basic concept like uh this year instead of carrying that mm -hmm. the the husafelt stone the husafelt or the husafelt bag which castro said was intentionally light Fuck it, man. Give them a carburetor don't, from a truck or like don't a call it a don't call it a Husafelt stone then. Yeah, exactly. Just call it a sandbag. But like give them a carburetor, give them a, a fire hydrant, give like you know what I mean? Like yeah. just give them a, a a weird thing and say, okay, we want to talk about the fittest person on earth or functional fitness. Okay, here's this weird ass thing that we found. Carry that. For me, in my opinion, the fewer barbells in the CrossFit games, the better. But I don't necessarily that agree a, with that. Not, I'm not saying they don't have a place. I like the barbell. I like the this the the barbell um, echo bike workout this year was great. The squat clean workout was great for the most part. Fifty percent of that squat clean workout was great. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah. 
you know, the one rep max snatch is, was fun. I'm just saying different ways to test that is good. Um, I said this kind of the same thing I said in methodology. Um, I'd love to see more obstacles and like climbing stuff. And I know you're going to disagree on this because you hated the obstacle course and you hated the Rescue Randy event. But I like that shit. The, the, the 2010 final when they had to ascend that wall with the rope and go down the other side was absolutely beautiful. Dude, I'm with you. And there's a way that it can be done and it can be really entertaining. CrossFit just needs to over the course of like the next, however, race, like a, like a short one when they cut down to these like lower number of athletes. Say it, say it one more time for me. Ah, shit. Um, All right. So, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? I'm not a huge fan of the obstacle stuff the way they okay. did it before, but I like the idea of partnering with like Spartan race. Once they cut down to like the, the lower number of athletes, having one of the final events be this like nice long drawn out race, but it's got points and all this stuff to keep it entertaining. And it's not just this long 40 minute workout that nobody wants to watch. Basically make them do a Spartan sprint race. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I've been in that camp with you for yeah. a long time. I would. So Dave Castro has openly said they will never do an obstacle course race at the games. Just dumb though. He said I've heard him say it multiple times. They will never do it. And I'm not going to say it's necessarily dumb. I just want to hear his reasoning for that. Like, why not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are those are those people not fit? Do you think it's gimmicky? Um, I think it's good, but I would be really curious to know what his reasoning is for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could get behind him if it's like, all right, he's looking at Spartan race or tough mutter and he's like, all right, I don't want to see the javelin throw. It's like, all right, we'll just take, take some of this out and like do like your burpee over hay bales with a, like a hundred pound D ball, like make that a checkpoint. It's like, all right, right you're here. Now you have to do 15 of these and then you get to the next one. And it's like, all right, you're here. Now you got to climb a 30 foot rope or a 20 foot right so yeah so that's a good point it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm never gonna do i'm never gonna do an obstacle course race at the crossfit games but then what the fuck was that one where the they did with the running and the hay bale burpees yeah like well, you just did that you yeah. know or the rescue randy event i'm like that was essentially a spartan race it's just the only difference is like you just did the same thing over and over again, whereas mm -hmm. a Spartan race is going to be multiple different events you're going to have to do. All right. So uh, last thing, and uh, we've touched on it before. Last thing I think is kind of missing uh, from the CrossFit Games is more like I just want to see more. They do it already, but I want to see more of the team implements. So the Big Bob, um, what else do they do? The, yeah, the, the Big Bob, uh, they did the team rope sled. What am I missing? I know I'm missing stuff here. Uh, Big Bob, you could, uh, I'm like the worm. Oh, the worm. I don't know how you get the worm. Um, how would you do that, like with a like a single person? Say it one more time. How 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 would you do that with like one person though? Like no 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 no. I'm just saying sandbag? in team competition. In team competition, I would like to see more team implements. So the same way we see the worm, the big bob. I just oh, want to see okay, more okay, more stuff gotcha. like that. Gotcha. So you know we did it. You want to see the the, uh, the partner gurney carry? That was great. I thought that was good, man. Or that how they pushed that cart at road. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. That uh, we did that competition where we had to, we got all in the same sort of rowing implement. We hooked up multiple rowers together. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. That was one of the, that was such a beautiful piece of equipment. They, somebody needs to send one of those to Dave Castro because the team games needs to have it. That was awesome. I mean, just because, like, Agreed. now everybody has to and row in unison together, 
And again, it's like you're only as fast as your slowest rower, essentially. It completely changes up how you like you push a rower or you pull a rower. Right. You have to you truly have to have teamwork on it in the same way you have to have teamwork on the worm and the big bob. And like if that's what the team games are, we should be testing fitness for like how the team works together and going as strong as your weakest link. And that's why we do all the synchro stuff, you know. So, yeah, I'm with I'm with you. More 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 team stuff. More all encompassing items in the team. The team events is is good for me. Right, and like doing without making like everything synchro. I think is best. I just wish there was like more things I could sort of think of. Like, what if we had like a team snail, <laughs> like a four person wide snail? It's like this giant tube. Everyone's to push together. You know, or like the team, like just take the stuff that the individual had to do, like the um, the plow. <laughs> like, how cool oh, would it yeah. be to see them all pull the like a team plow? It'd be kind of interesting. I don't know. But I want to see it. them push a. I want to see them push a school bus, like we did in yes. high school. Like the old fashioned <laughs> lineman challenge. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. Why yeah, is that not awesome. been done yet? Yeah, let's park a school bus at the CrossFit Games and make them push it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, did I miss anything? You, uh, did you did you think of anything? No, I'm good. All right. I'm good. Um, good one today. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, we'll call it from there. Um, we got a special episode coming up for you guys next. Uh, so tune in. Uh, we'll be with you guys in a week, giving you probably the most exciting episode I think we've ever done. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, reach out to us guys we love to hear from all you fans out there so see you soon